cock, not let, let my me, heart. Knock my cock, not my back. Here's how the podcast started today. Mm-hmm. Not my cock, not my back, but my heart has got my tack. If you're just joining us, we're talking about all the horrible things. <laughs> we're talking about all the horrible things that have happened. Even to the great Dan Duran, who normally doesn't like to participate in these discussions because he doesn't like to acknowledge that he's getting old and decrepit. But I That's was just true. reminded, because we were talking about different operations. Dan, you, just remind me, it was just this past summer that yeah. your appendix attacked you, attacked you or something, didn't it? Yeah, it had the... Uh no, no, it wasn't. It was a uh, what was kidney it? stone. Kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah. Love that band. <sighs> yeah, I don't like thinking about that one either. Thankfully, nothing else has happened in that regard because I know that people have a recurrence. There's people out there that, that you know, and it happens a lot too. So, well, just remind everyone you, you were taken ill and it came upon you quite suddenly. Yes, in the in the uh, early hours of the morning, and then thank goodness Fred up at the lake there was next door and. Uh, Took charge and uh, ordered up a uh, an ambulance and uh, yeah got me to the hospital and uh, yeah and by you know it's just laying around waiting for it to pass but it seemed uh, something way more serious to me at the time because the pain associated with that did they give you painkillers right away or something oh oh yeah they jabbed me with uh, like morphine or something yeah, yeah. morphine and they gave me morphine to go so as a uh, fairly experienced drug user how would you describe the effects of morphine. <laughs> I wish I could. All I could tell you is that it, it dulled the pain, and I didn't care about anything else at the time. And as I was like, "Oh, what a relief!" And that was kind of all. It, 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 I didn't feel a high mm-hmm. at all. So, so I can't really <laughs> rate it. Um, uh, at the height of the pain, they give you morphine, but as it subsides, they give you less fiend. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, Fred you know was what? Here's, sure, the thi- here's the thing. Charge. Here's the thing. That joke isn't funny, but you laughing at it makes me laugh. That's the part. That's the part I like is that it delights you so much. You know, let's go around the room. So, Fred, when you at the height of your back issues, I don't recall, even though I was your personal physician at the time, what was the biggest drug you took? What was the most potent drug you took? Uh, probably Percocet. Tylenol three. Hated them because they bunged, they, all three. They bunged we had you this, up. Yeah, uh, because I yeah I was in such I was in severe pain and the time between that and surgery and figuring out what to do because they constipate you eh? and then I would oh it was awful they'd constipate you and then I'd feel like I had to go to the bathroom and sitting on the toilet in that position killed my back you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like in a seat, a sitting position just was so excruciatingly painful because of the disc problem. And that was before the uh, squatty potty days. And then you're sitting on the toilet and, and trying to, I'm going to be graphic here, trying to push. And that's making the pain worse. There was many a day I just laid my head against the wall thinking, somebody, please just kill me. I now, that's when it. you said to me, can you perform an episiotomy on my bunghole? And I said, Fred, no, that's not going to happen. I said I, I, that I don't have the ability, um, but per- Percocet. There, it's a why. Well, as you know, it's it's a wonder drug, but at the same time, it has its baggage. Isn't is Percocet uh, in the oxycotton family? I believe yeah. oxycotton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taken Percocet uh, post uh, surgery, uh, not very much. 
But I would tell you, the uh, surgery I had in Phoenix for my heart, they, I think they give you fentanyl as, as part of the anesthesial and anesthetic. For some reason, I remember that. And I remember yeah. thinking I had the greatest, because that, that's what killed Michael Jackson. You know, that and the crushing guilt. But, um, yeah, the fentanyl, that's pretty dreamy stuff. It definitely, it definitely put me away. I was done, and I was just telling you guys before the show started, I was at a four-hour surgery I had. Mm-hmm. And I just remember them giving it to me, just like on TV, start counting backwards. I got 10, 9, yeah. and I was gone. Yeah. And then other drugs back uh, around 2000, I guess, when my the height, well, my back problems weren't, we weren't talking surgery at that point. But I went to my doctor one day and he said, hey, there's this new drug you might want to try. It's an anti-inflammatory, something like that. It was called Vioxx. <laughs> I remember that. So, so I took Vioxx for about a year and something. And then years, years later, I, and then I got off it obviously but then years years later uh i forget how many they took it off the market like it was screwing people up royally and i think there's lawsuits and everything do you the remember problems, what it was par- problems with your organs yeah like I, I forget i'd have to revisit that i mean i was fine i don't think i took it long enough usually or that again, stuff affects your kidneys and your yeah yes different people different reactions but all these years later, that's 20 years ago, I'm, I seem to be fine, but there's, I think there was lawsuits, and they withdrew it off the market, and it was quite unsettling at the time. So you had extreme back pain. Dan had excruciating kidney stone pain. I've just had a nonstop pain. <laughs> just, I've just been in nonstop anguish. I will tell you, because even this hard stuff that I'm going through now, uh, the stuff in Phoenix, the stuff in Mexico, having mm-hmm. some symptoms right now, none of it's really painful. It's just weird. You know, I'm ha- I was telling Fred before the show, everyone, I'm having something called an ectopic heartbeat, which is basically just a little bit of a extra heartbeat. Sometimes people get them as they age, can be caused by anxiety, stress, caffeine, drugs, whatever, but... It can also be caused if you have what I have, which is some issues with my, you know, I had non-sustaining ventricular tachycardia, and it can also cause extra heartbeats. But it never hurts. It just feels weird, and you get a little fluttering in your chest because your your heart beats in rhythm, and then when it gets a little beat, an extra beat every three or four beats, it can be a little bit weird. But I've never had to take any painkillers for this. I've never been on Vioxx. No, I'm lucky you. And then, yeah, there was a few of those anti-inflammatories I took over the years. Dan, yeah. post your... So you've had no issues in your kidneys post Who? your uh, stone, Dan? No. Oh, me? No. No, I've had nothing. I think about it every once in a while when I stop drinking... Uh, well, not, you know, forget about drinking enough water. Oh, I promised myself I'd do that because, you know, I, that's supposed to help, I think. But, yeah, no, I've, I, I think about it occasionally, probably once a week about whether or not I'm doing everything, you know, because I do not want to go through that again. So that, that, that residual pain is still kind of there. And, and, you know, traveling and having these ailments pop up, as you know, Howard, quite unsettling. I just 
you know, what Dan went through, say you're traveling and that happens to you, generally it's not that big a deal. The pain that comes with it is awful. But can you imagine, you know, you're traveling some third world country, whatever, having fun, and then all of a sudden you get kidney stones and you don't know what they are, mm-hmm. and then you got to worry yeah. about a diagnosis down there because you don't think kidney stones, you think I'm dying on some level, but... Yeah. Is it true, Dan? Like everyone, my brother Steven's had them a couple of times. I know a few people that have had them now, including you. Touching is it true that they're, what's that, Freddie? I'm touching wood because I'm traveling soon. I don't want kidney stones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you don't, I know you don't have your hands down your pants, but, uh, <laughs> Hey Dan, is it really that painful? Oh yeah. It's super painful. And it's, and if you've never like had, you're going to shit your pants painful. Uh, no, it was the beyond. It'd be like cutting your finger off. No, I meant like, like it was so painful you thought I just might as well just shit myself. Well, yeah, okay, sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> if it helps your bit, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually being serious because I know I, we, we, to, I was not near evacuating. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we've told the story of your friend, our friend Bruce, who had a, an excruciating break or a dislocation and he pooped himself. I was just wondering. If Dan, in the throes of your agony, was just like, bowels, do your thing. No, I was just, I was totally fine in that regard. All right. Or you can't control them. They just release. They just release, yeah. Yeah. It's you can't get comfortable. That's the, you, there's no, you know, you, whatever position you, you try for. And that's what I kept rolling and rolling around and changing positions. Just anything to sort of alleviate the pain for a second or two. Right. It would like, oh, man, that's promising. No, it's not. <laughs> Like you know, a typical guy, did you think it was just going to go away? At first, yeah. For the first half hour of, of having it. Uh, <laughs> then you, it went like... You see Patterson there, he's, he's overcome with emotion. He can't control himself. I can't control himself. I'm sorry, Dan. For the first half hour, you were okay? I just kept... No, I wasn't okay. Oh, yeah. I just think I just uh, went like, okay, this is going to pass. It's probably, I don't know, something that passes. <laughs> it's got to pass. And it just kept... Yeah, you know, and finally I, I told my son to go get Fred and... You know, we all commiserated and got the uh, got the medical assistance that was required at the time. But I have standby painkillers for when it happens again, or if it does. Here at the house, somewhere. Yeah, we should get high later. <laughs> Take a little yeah. Percocet and you know, yeah. watch the White Lotus. Which, by the way, I'll talk about later. I'm going to give up on. Um, Freddie, isn't it interesting though that men, especially, and I think it's human nature. Sometimes when you get a pain. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I think, has that always been there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, has that always been there? Is that why? Like, almost, you almost want to, like, will it away. Like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably already. Oh, I've always had that pain. Or I think, oh, I've had that pain before. It's, it's what prevents us from getting intervention because you think, oh, well, that's normal. That blood coming out of my wiener hole is normal. Or it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Or it's not that bad. I guess it all depends on the situation. Because that day with Dan, you can't wish that away. And he knew he had never had that pain before. Sure. You know. But at first, you might have thought, he just mentioned it. He said, you know, at first, you're thinking, oh, this will pass. Right. Or because you think, oh, this this feels like something I've had before. A burning Mm -hmm. in my... Like, where does it actually hurt? In your your urethra? (laughs) 
Well, no, that's a good question. I don't really actually remember. No, no, it, it was almost not a specific, not a specific area, but lower abdomen. Yeah, is kind of where it felt in that zone there. When you go to the hospital, do they take your pants off and just stand around ooing and awing for a few moments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doctor, come in. You must have a look at this. Nurse, come look at this. <laughs> We're going to have no trouble getting the catheter down that hole. <laughs> we don't have a catheter big enough. <laughs> That's right. Grab the plumbing snake. <laughs> Nurse, go get some PVC tubing. <laughs> Oh, come on, Dan. We haven't had fun with your wiener for some time. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. That's appreciated. Mm. All right. Yeah, cock. Yeah, cocks and dicks. Brand new. It's a new year. 2023. <laughs> That's right. Cogs and dicks. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. There's a nice opening. We haven't even started. I, I, we I was talking, you know, again, the queen of Niagara Radio mm, yes. on the weekend. Lori Love. Lori Love. In yes. uh, Lori loves, loves the show. And she was talking about, you know, so us, us going on about on about Dan's clank. Mm. And she said, don't stop. And I said, yeah, it's fine. I said, you know, we get going. We're like 14-year-old teenagers. It sounds so childish <laughs> does. and often not even funny, but I like it. It's funny. <laughs> well, you it's know fun. what? It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. It, it may not be funny to everyone, but it's always funny to you and I. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's uh, all that matters. Our we names are on the door. For us. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, our names are on the door. Uh, I just realized we had bro- already broken one of our rules, which was to start yeah. the show and get everyone acknowledged. Let's get big. Be- let's get beginning. Here's Daniel. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred studios in trendy Toronto and from our beautiful Brampton basement studio and is brought to you by Bodog, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and by GoDaddy. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and start selling online. GoDaddy has all the tools and support you need for your small business. Visit godaddy.ca to learn more. And now, here are two men who are using the U.S. House Speaker elections as ASMR. Each vote recorded lulls them into a deeper sleep state. Rogers from Idaho. Jeffries. Rogers from Arizona. McCarthy. It's Humble and Fred. I was Dan's Betty. Worked that out with me last night. I love that. He said, we were talking about, we're listening to the, and maybe we can get into this later, but the... Republicans are trying to elect a House Speaker. It's, the whole thing is fantastic. It's must-see TV. But one of the things that's sort of, as they call out the names, it's almost like this hypnotic, you know, Carter from Missouri, McCarthy, Carter from Omaha, Jeffries. And then you just, it just becomes very, it's very pleasant and it's very... Um, Rhythmic. Soothing. Yes, Soothing. rhythmic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Dan was working on that bit last night at the house. It was quite Excellent. funny. Excellent. Excellent Dan Duran bit. Mm-hmm. You were exercising your comedic muscle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was a great evening. It felt like uh, it accomplished something. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> he uh, came home when I was making a, I was warming and making him dinner. I warmed up some amazing palma pasta chicken parmesan thanks to anthony mm. petrucci yeah let's pause for a second fred i want to re- recognize the fact that yesterday our good friend our dear friend palma pasta anthony petrucci tweets out did you know 
Spaghetti is plural for the Italian word spaghetto, which is a diminutive of spago, meaning thin string or twine. A little fun fact for National Spaghetti Day. Mm. And this tweet, courtesy of Palma Pasta, and I warmed up. I, I don't know if you've dug into your Palma Pasta food yet, but it is so good, man. I had a gathering here the day before yesterday, and that was the fair. Uh, the lasagnas, the uh, chicken parm, and that kind of thing. There was a cannelloni. There was an eggplant parmesan. There was a meat lasagna. Yeah. Very nice. Did Very you get credit nice. where credit was due, or did, yes. you, uh, did you say, oh, yeah, it's been hours? Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to take it out of the palm of pasta pans and put it in, like, our dishes to make the guests think that we had prepared it. Yeah. The ruse. De- ruse. Delise, of course. She's too honest. She says, we can't do that. Oh, we will give credit where credit is due. And I said, really? I wanted to tell everybody I made it. But yeah, well, that's why she uh, she won out and uh, Palma Pasta got all the credit. As a matter of fact, the people that were here asked for locations so they could go. Dan had the because same the experience. Thing is, it tastes so homemade. Yeah. That in a pinch, if you're having guests over and you don't have time to prepare your own food, you can serve that knowing that it doesn't taste or it's not like a prepared, you know, takeout situation. Is that not so the conversation speak. we had at dinner last night? I said, the thing about this yeah. is, yeah. unlike a lot of things, Dan and I were talking about it, a lot of things that you buy that are frozen or prepared by somebody else, it's like, ah, but this stuff tastes so authentic. And and you, you said something that I don't agree with. Even if you're having people over and you did have time to make something for them, serving them this is just as good, if not better, because I don't know how he made that chicken parmesan but i don't think i can make it as well uh but dan had the similar experience at uh at your christmas gatherings people were wondering what what it was you were serving them and where they could get it exactly the same thing that that fred just said yeah exactly what's that that is what is this where did it come from like yeah where is the location because everybody that was asking about it lived in toronto yeah. so they want to know yeah and asked uh, where where are the locations so yes. we can mm-hmm. and you know we're in this weird situation well not weird where we had this discussion as well what that would cost say for the chicken parmesan or the cannelloni uh, cheese and spinach cannelloni mm-hmm what it would take to go to the grocery store and get those ingredients would cost you more now than just going to Palma Pasta and buying it. Exactly. You throw in gas in your time, and and that's really it. Like, and I, I didn't mean to turn this into a commercial for them, but I, I want to because they really get. They gave you, me, Mike, Dan, a bunch of food uh, for the holidays. They've been so good to us. So you don't don't take our word for it, but do take our word for it because it really is fantastic. Danny, Dan, Durant. Yes, yes. What did you <laughs> What did you enjoy on the weekend up at Darren's cottage that was long and sweet? And you had it with your coffee. I don't remember. A biscotti you had. A biscotti. A biscotti. biscotti. Sorry. And and did you not say how good that was? Guess where that was secured? At Palma Pasta. Pasta. All right. Yeah. Yeah. The biscotti there is just outstanding. They have this orange cranberry one, too, like with dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. That was good. Mm. They have everything there. I bought some uh, these little round 
um, I don't even know how to describe them. They're little Italian sort of bread bread donuts. <laughs> They're called Torellis. You know, you, you use them for like okay. uh, right. charcuteries and things. Oh, yes. Like they have those things. Um, I bought a bunch of uh, prosciutto and pancetta there. When you roll in there and they have their fresh uh, fresh uh, focaccia. Focaccia? They're the bread, it's just outstanding as well. No, it's really something. So, so many uh, things. Don't, you know, yeah, go hungry because you'll enjoy it, but go hungry and you'll probably overeat. Give me an extra sausage because they have the, uh, you know, the... Uh, that one Mississauga location where you walk in and they actually have the they have like, yeah, so they have food buffet and uh, yeah give me a little more of that mm. why do you have to talk like <laughs> why, why do you have to talk like that <laughs> guy rolls through the front door yeah that guy oh not that guy <laughs> that's right uh, give me some more of that yeah I don't know uh, anyway but thanks again to our buddy and I I mention it because we uh, we're lucky enough to eat it last night uh, Dan Duran, again, not uh, available for news and views, uh, but, you know, maybe someday. Yeah, maybe next week. Well, we'll look forward to that. We uh, could have arranged things and had the news at the beginning of the show. but You know, I thought of that this morning. Did you? Mm. Too late, really, because I thought, why don't we get, why don't we start with that? Because people love that feature, and then... Oh, but uh, too late now. Too, too late, late now. now. Yeah. Sadly. Although one last thing. So Dan came in. I was making this. I uh, was just warming up this chicken parmesan. And as a side dish, I made some spinach. And then I had a garlic bread that I bought there. Warmed mm-hmm. it up. And it was fantastic. So Dan, I said, when he came in, I said, well, this is going to take another 20 or 25 minutes. I said, why don't you go make yourself comfortable? And he didn't know what I meant. I, I said, you know, like, just go and get cleaned up or whatever. He goes, what is, should I jerk off? <laughs> I'm like, I said, I don't know what, I know. And then we start. That was, that was quite the leap. I know. That's why I said, he said, what do you think? Should I go jerk off? I go, I don't know. Do whatever you need to do. And then we laughed. And then we both made jerk off uh Gestures for about 10 yeah, minutes. Been, you were making yeah. a gesture. When you said yeah. that, you were making a gesture. That, I yeah, was yeah. not. I don't know. You were. And so it was <laughs> this doesn't sound like me. Okay, maybe Dan, I said. You, you, you said, Dan, yes, you want to jerk off? Let me open the patio doors. There, now you go. Now you, you have room. Let me put Stan away so he doesn't get another. Yeah, doesn't get hit in the eye like crushed the, against the wall <laughs> like the last time. <laughs> Almost okay, blinded my dog. Have a fantastic. Is there I anyone think, in the parking lot? Okay, Let's make sure. Maybe mm-hmm. I said to him, Dan, why don't you go make yourself comfortable? And went. Eh. But uh, anyway, yeah. Dan Duran, everyone. Right. Have is. a great day. Guys. You have a great day, Dan Duran. He um. Sometimes having Dan as my roommate is like having a giant teenager. So I was kidding him last night because, you know, I, most people, they open a cupboard door and they close it, right? <laughs> so, I don't know, some point in the evening, I went back in the kitchen and a, a cupboard door was open. Like he, just, he got something out of the cupboard, he just leaves the cupboard door open. And I sort of kid him, I go, are you not able to, like a, like a teenager, mm-hmm. I say, are you not able to shut the cupboard door? And he laughed, and we laughed. So uh, this morning, I got in. You know, I get downstairs before him, and I make coffee for my friend, man I love. And uh, 
I was sitting there having my breakfast, having a coffee, and I looked around, and I thought, oh, I know what I'll do for funsies. <laughs> I opened up every drawer and every cupboard in the oh. entire kitchen. It's just so he went again. <laughs> he came downstairs. It was just a sea of open cupboards and drawers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. And so did he. <laughs> and what did he say? He just loved Hey, it. this is a good idea. Now I don't have to open them. Mm-hmm. No, the first thing he comes down here, he goes, hey, I don't know if you've noticed, but there was oh. a few cupboards left open. I said, Dan, I was just doing that to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> no, my bit was, mm. I, you're a guest in my home. I mm-hmm. want you to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And this is how I'm doing it. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Let's uh, begin by acknowledging some of our fine uh, supporters. Fred, why don't you start? Uh, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan Canada's number one uh, plan for group benefits for small business, say one to 100 employees. Again, we've talked about the travel insurance uh, option with it, and uh, it's not an option. It's part of it. What am I talking about? And again, we're into January, February, a lot of people are traveling. So if you had a small business and you were part of the chamber plan, not only would you have uh, prescription coverage and dental coverage and some therapies and what have you, you'd have a travel uh, package as well. So your employees would travel, rest assured that they are covered whilst away from Canada. It's uh, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business, chamber plan, Jot C-A. Jot. Uh, hang on a second here. I got a bunch of things open. Uh, da, da, da. I hope this is it. Yeah, here we go. I've really enjoyed, and I think you experienced it as well, the uh, wonder that is EV Net. Experience the uh, wonder of electric vehicles by renting to own. This is a really unique opportunity. EVNet.ca is where you find out more. You know, a lot of times, and we've talked about this, a lot of you want to buy a, a, a new electric vehicle. Sometimes you got to wait up to a year, year and a half to get it. And maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to drive it, or you don't know if you want to drive it. So check out the Bolts, the Konas, Outlanders, Nissan Leaf, the Tesla Model Three is there as well. And I can tell you from my experience, it's been now month three of not going into a gas station. I don't know. Even in the wintertime, I spend a lot more money in the summertime. But even in the wintertime, it's $100 a week easily for my old car. Right. Yeah. So there's that. But it's not just that, especially if you're looking to make a difference. You want to, you know, reduce your carbon footprint, all that stuff. And I don't want to have arguments about what the batteries do or don't do, how long they last. But here's what I would say. If you are all curious, and it's to help support us, go to evnet.ca or even rentelectric.ca. Maeve and uh, Daryl and all the folks there at EV Rental will definitely walk you through the process. You can try it for the weekend and see if you like it. And, and you might love it, and then you can buy that car. All the details at evnet.ca. No, no, no. I don't know. Leave each other alone like this on the streets of Philadelphia. I had a thought this morning before we get to the emails. You know, we're coming up to three years ago, we started talking about masks. And I was thinking about a vacation you and Dahl went on. I know we've brought this up before, but I was thinking about it today because you're about to go away again. And hopefully I am, too. Of course, with the great insurance we got from the chamber plan. Was it in January of 2020 
that you sent me the picture from you on the plane with a mask on? Well, it was the beginning of February. Okay. Because we are away for the month of February. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was a big joke. And I didn't want to talk about this in terms of the pandemic, but it was is in my mind this morning. I was thinking, wow, man, 2023. In another month or two, you and I will have been doing the show like this for three years. Yeah. Where does the time go? And just how comfortable we are doing it like this. Because I can never... I was in the studio sitting across from you for the better part of 30 of the years that we did this mm-hmm. show together. Mm-hmm. Looking mm-hmm. at you, joke, excuse me, joking with you off the air. And uh, now I'm just so comfortable doing it like this, which is, by the way, allowed us to go away the way that we're about to, because whether you're in uh, the Dominican, no, the Dominican you're going to? Yes, Howard. So whether you're there or I'm here or I'm there and you're somewhere else, it doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. It's wildly convenient. My question to you is, do you think it's extended your, I know we've talked about this too, but like your ability to do the show anywhere you want to, it, well, I thought it was even more important for you being a little older that you'd want to start traveling some more and you yes. know, have time away <clears throat> and not do this show four and five days a week. Yes. Yeah, without doubt. In just generally speaking, doing the, the show more or for longer. Because, yeah, I, you know, I don't have to get up and drive anywhere. Those days are behind me. So why wouldn't I do this? If I wasn't doing this right now, what would I be doing? Laying in bed or sitting upstairs reading the paper on my iPad or so this is more fun than any of that. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I didn't want to get into a long discussion of it because, I, you know, again, just doing the show has become so easy like this. And it's not like it wouldn't be fun if you were sitting here, too. But like I like the convenience of it as well. I don't have to worry about it. You know, I can no one's in here except for me. And then Dan's upstairs. And by the way, speaking of planes, you've traveled, you know, a little bit, but um you're going to wear is every every one of your groups going to wear masks on the plane, right? I would imagine. Yes. On the plane? Oh yeah. Mm, I don't I know for sure in the airport and everything. I don't know whether I'll be able to take 4 hours of a mask on the plane. I yes, will you will. Try. Oh, please. Just but anyway, the, isn't the didn't we hear that the a plane was one of the no. best places for air circulation <laughs> or some freaking thing? I don't know. I I lost still track. keep it on. Keep it on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to, well, I'm definitely in the airport. I'm going to the hospital on Monday. They, uh, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all masks all the time in any medical facility, e- even to the dentist's office. You know, they want your mask on when you walk in, you know, obviously you take it off oh. for the, yeah. for the cleaning, but, uh, well, yeah, my dentist is still quite strict. You have to get to the parking lot, call them, walk mm-hmm. in when somebody else walks out, um, masks until you sit in the chair and i'm fine with that does your dentist have a pre-screen what's that yes he does like an online is the same with mine yes. I, I, yes. I in fact when i came back from france i was supposed to have my teeth cleaned and i got the pre-screening before my appointment 
filled it out with all the information, which was, I just came out of the country. I have COVID. And they called me. They're like, did you make a mistake? <laughs> I said, no, yeah. no. Those, that's the truth. I had COVID. Anyway. Uh, yeah, and he bought these air exchanger things. Oh, yeah. Uh, that are in each little office. And I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, me too. And I, again, I was, I was reminded something I saw on television the other day, the TV. The TV? It was, yeah, <laughs> you know, it was an operation and it was real people in an operating room and all the people around the table wearing masks. You know, the doctors, the nurses and everything. And I'm just saying that's the original argument against those. What do you need masks for? These stupid, they're useless. I know, so mm-hmm. useless that when operations are taking place in hospitals, everyone must wear a mask. Yeah, they're useless. Yeah. Fuck off. You, you know, it's so funny you say that because prior yeah. in, the, in, the, in the 1800s, mm-hmm. early 1900s, I remember seeing this series, great series, yeah. can't remember the name of it, called The Knickerbocker, whatever it was. And it was all about medical the med- the world of medicine in the early part of last century they didn't wear masks they didn't understand about bacteria and a lot of people died in operations or having procedures because of bacteria getting into their wounds anyway um before we get to uh the um, just on that emails and i was yes. thinking about this th- i was just thinking about this the other day Thinking, uh, well, the thinking's day, uh, good. yesterday when we were talking about the kid from the Buffalo Bills. Yes. And how everybody, there has been this rush now that, oh, it's the vaccine. Did he have the vaccine? That's probably what got him and all that bullshit. At the beginning of COVID, you didn't, I didn't, most people didn't think that all of a sudden this path would be created for these people. You know what I mean? In the early parts of, of COVID, did we ever think... That there would be this faction that would go there and just complicate and screw things up and aggravate people. And it's still going on. You know, what's really weird is just I was about to say before we get to our emails and I had this theme all lined up. I thought we should talk about the situation with our boy. Uh, Hamlin there on the Buffalo Bills and, and and I was hoping we would bring up the fact that the internet has gone crazy trying to make it seem like one of the reasons that he's had this issue yeah. is because of vaccination and to answer, by the way, to answer your question anytime anyone makes a link to the vaccine being the problem, I think to myself, okay let's, because we've had it now in our world for a couple of years think about the statistics at the height of COVID in the spring of 2020, millions of people were dying and being affected. Then we got a vaccine and not as many people are dying or being affected. It's like, I hate to say it, but somebody should do the math because the math is on the side of the vaccine mostly worked. You know, the other thing about inoculation, when you, when you get that many people in a sample size, Literally tens and tens of millions of people around planet Earth have been vaccinated. Yes, there's going to be complications. I'm sure, and I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure you could look up in every other vaccination rollout, whether it was for polio or rubella or whatever other other, uh, vaccinations we get. I'm sure that there were anomalies and issues and certain people had problems. Absolutely. But the math is on the side of having done it versus not having done it. Yeah. You know, at the end of my street here, there's one of those temporary signs. 
and it's been put up by the uh, Peel Board of Education. And it says uh, time for regular, regular immunizations. Immunize now. Mm. So uh, obviously these are non-COVID immunizations. Whatever they are, they give at the schools. Sure. Well, I'm not hearing any huge protests or people marching in the streets or any backlash in the local paper or anything about these immunizations. It's just these whack jobs have latched on to the COVID one for whatever reason. Well, I know the reasons. They're they're crazy. They're paranoid. They're conspiracy theorists. But it's just interesting, like this one, as you said, obviously has saved lives and lessened the burden and made the disease less severe. And the, this this campaign still trudges on. It's 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 something else. It is something else. We never thought mm. we'd see it. And that being all said, there is some. I'm reading some. You know, things now starting to bubble up that. You know, we've got to be careful. We've got to be vigilant, which is one of the reasons I'm going to wear a mask on a plane. And I don't. I was thinking about you the the other day. I your aversion to wearing it for four hours. I've had several ten. 12-hour, 14-hour mask days, and they're not pleasant, but you know, they don't seem to bother me. I'm only do- I'm doing it for two reasons. I don't want to get sick, er, and I don't want to get what you just had, whatever that was, RVC, RBC, TD, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. But uh, no, that, that-, that respiratory thing that's going around, which you, which you had, we don't, we don't know if it's exactly that, but you had something. But I was making that point the other day. You talk about the hysteria around everything else. If COVID had never happened, what I had two weeks ago would have been, yeah, I have a bit of a chest cold, and that would have been the end of it. But whenever you get something like that now, it's a, the total analysis starts. My mother-in-law, maybe you have co- long COVID. I'm Joan. I don't think I have long COVID. And then it's, well, maybe you have the RSV. Maybe you should go see about that. Mm-hmm. Your mind runs wild now. As I say, before COVID, or if COVID had never happened, getting a chest cold in January, the end of December, would have been, oh, yeah, I was down for a couple of days with a chest cold. It's Like just, many it, it has, other Decembers of our lives, you know? That's right. It, it's freaked a lot of people out, and I understand that. Uh, you know, that's it just comes with it. So why I'm, I've told you, I've gone to, back to wearing a mask in <clears throat> grocery stores, and I definitely will if I get to get on that plane in. 23 days now i'm gonna definitely have a mask on for the experience uh let's get well, to our- I, you know and i'm saying i when i went to new orleans that was four hours there and back i wore a mask all the time and i slept and i was ap- actually able to sleep but i can always sleep on a plane no but so. i know it bothers you more than it does yes. than it did me mm-hmm. before we get to our emails I haven't actually checked. I was watching. Uh, they were covering it on CNN last night in between smirking. <laughs> that was really the whole night long. I listened to a lot of coverage yesterday and I watched some of it, but it was really like hard, hard for CNN and the Democrats not to just smirk their way through the whole thing. But let's just park that for a second. They were also updating on uh, Damar Hamlin. And it looks like, do you have anything more recent than I, uh, than last night? No, other than he's still on a respirator. He's on a respirator in critical condition, but stable and improving is what I had, right. had seen. Yes. Lots of uh, talk. I've got a great uh, text here when we, when we do our emails. Of a lot of talk about, especially NFL fans, 
wondering what the difference, you know, things, uh, scenarios that could be. And uh, yesterday, there's uh, definitely a funny note from my buddy. <laughs> Listening to you and I trying to work out percentages. Anyway, uh, if I, wait, do you have anything else on Damar? If not, let's get to our emails. No, no, it's been pretty guarded, actually. All right. You know, as, you know, as far as his condition, he's on a respirator and, as you say, improving. But who knows? And one last thing, too. I, I think I'd heard. Maybe you've had an update as well. Are the Bills still not sure if they're going to play this weekend? Oh, no. I think they have to play this weekend. Because it seemed think. to me like it was in their court to... Yeah, I, I, you know what, that whole thing, I still have not, dis- you did, but I still have not seen a d- d- definitive solution for where they're at. I, uh, I saw the, th- the one thing I did see yesterday, that if, the, if that game is not made up, all Kansas City has to do is win this weekend and they would get the top seed, which lends itself to what you were talking about. But I, I still haven't seen an article well, where from the NFL <laughs> saying this is what's going to happen. I, I'm, I'm but, Listen, I'm not smart enough to have made that up. So, Oh, no, 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 I know. Yeah, it's out there. And, and as I say, the one explanation I've seen, but I don't think it was from the NFL, I said lends itself to what you said. If the game isn't played... It's going to be a percentage thing. Yeah. They didn't say that definitively. They just said if Kansas City wins on the weekend and the Bills win, Kansas City will get the top seed. Yeah, by 0.7%. Yeah. All right, let's get started. Hey we got a lot to get through hey here today. Hi, guys. Emails today brought to you by Aaron Ventures. If you're looking for an interesting play to maybe add to your portfolio, uh, we uh, recommend uh, AaronVentures.com and uh, I have it right in front of me so I can just pr- briefly say that uh, they, development, uh, they develop opportunities within Canada and various regions internationally. Their strategy is to uncover and capitalize these different uh, properties. The company's objective is to increase its mineral reserves by developing current properties and through the acquisition of additional mining projects. AaronVentures.com There we go, Freddie. Uh, this uh, Joe Psych one off the top, it says, you might enjoy UK Digital Defenders article, Howard. I don't know what that's about. Uh, I won't get into it, except I, I get a thing every day called The Peak. It's a newsletter. Uh, I subscribe to it. Just interesting, different things about the world of Canadian news and finances and markets. And basically, it's a story in there about how on New Year's Day, the Ukraine or Ukraine, carried out a hugely successful strike on a Russian military site and pulled it off by locating soldiers using their cell phones. Mm-hmm. And the whole article is about, a, it's a sign of Ukraine's ongoing technological prowess in the war zone and how because they're you know, a smaller army, they've had to be nimble and use technology and thinking outside of the box. It's very fascinating. If you can, everyone can go look it up online. And My... Uh, um- I'm sorry. No, go you ahead. go ahead. Um, no, um, a good friend of mine was here. I won't get into too much detail because it would re- reveal the characters, but a good, good friend of mine was here <laughs> the day before yesterday, and he was telling me in his home, 
his nephew's wife was there and she's Russian and she went into this thing about how it's all Ukraine's fault and defending Putin. And years ago, the war would have been on or the battle would have been on with him, but he just get up and walked out of the room. He said, I was very proud of myself, Fred. He said, you wouldn't believe what was coming out of her mouth. This In is his wife. Home. Huh? His wife? His nephew's oh, wife. His nephew's wife. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he said, I get up and walked out of the room. He said, because it would have, well, it just would have been ugly. Yeah. And again, it's just another one of those situations where you sit there and you look at, you know, you look at an issue and you think, how could anybody think the other way? But they're out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's what it is. It makes the world go round. Uh, by the way, did I mention that was from Joe Syke? Yes. Thank you, Joe Syke. Uh, and uh, I, it's interesting because I, I, it's one of the things I use for my preparation every day. And it's called The Peak. It's a Canadian version of The Hustle, which is another sort of, you know, daily newsletter-y type of thing. Uh, this is from Maureen Norman, who says, my favorite H&F quote of the year uh, I was describing that we were talking about Costco mixed nuts sometime in December, and I said, too many foul nuts in the mix. And that made Maureen laugh. And it's how I feel about you guys sometimes, but I also can't quit you. So keep doing your thing and thank Gord for Dan. Okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Thank, thank, thank Gord for you, Maureen. Hi, guys. Uh, the next one, uh, that's Hi the subject guys. line, by the way, Freddie. Yes, traveling for decrepit hermits podcast. This is from Chris. <laughs> that's right. Very funny. That's right. I got... Uh, hi, guys. Great job on the new show. He's talking about, you know, aging with energy, the old guy uh, traveler show uh, that we have uh, developed. And a new uh, episode will be dropped today, apparently. Uh, he says it's really compelling content. Quick question. What are you going to be calling Hundy P's and patrons for that show? Frequent flyers, Gold Star Alliance listeners, Diamond Club members. Need I point out the obvious Gig Sky sponsorship parallels? Loving you. Chris. Yeah, so it's Aging with Energy, the old guy's travel show. It's available on Spotify. And uh, that's really nice feedback. He says it's really compelling Mm -hmm. content. (laughs) I do like his name for it, though. The Mm -hmm. Traveling for Decrepit Hermits podcast. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you haven't heard it yet, as Freddie said, we're going to drop a new episode every Thursday. Hi, guys. And uh, I'll have to ask Boone when he joins us. I'm not sure what episode is. By by the way, do you have Beppy Hockey's email here? Well, we we read it already. No, the one about it's the the one that uh, made the point that you know, it's just not for guys. Uh, I could find it and send it to you. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it doesn't matter. But again, it reminded me of the same thing we went through with Mojo. It's the old guys traveling show or tra- <laughs> the old guys travel show because a couple of old guys are doing it. It doesn't mean it's just for old guys. Right. <laughs> yes. She, she, she felt a bit slighted that it was for guys and not women. Well, that's not the point, because we reference in the show quite often, uh, we're traveling with our mates. It's just you and I are doing it, and we're old guys. Yeah, she uh, says, because uh, we had read her, she's, a, she's how we know her, is she was the executive right. assistant or whatever to Dave Nickel. Yes. 
Anyway, she tells me, uh, by the way, she mentioned City Market, which you haven't been to yet in San Miguel. You're going to lose your mind. Uh, She says, blah, 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 returned from Morocco before I went to Mexico. That was an experience. Keep traveling and give some credit to lady travelers, is Mm. what she says. And we do. uh, We do. I think you've explained it. That point. Her last name is Hockey. I know. It's cool. You should change your last name to Hockey. Um, This is from uh, our uh, correspondent. She loves the Trump talk, loves all things uh, when Humble and Fred get all U.S. politics. And the subject line is Jim, G-Y-M, Jordan. And if you know, you know. She says, Jim Jordan trying to save a guy getting screwed. Well, that's out of character for him. It's a great line. Referring to uh, Jim Jordan trying to intervene to get speaker or leader kevin mccarthy to become the speaker of the house and you know what this just goes to show you the last couple of days they're on round number six now they can't get enough people to vote for him as speaker and it's great that's why i said earlier watching it listening to it it says the democrats and all the mainstream media the mainstream media they're just loving this because it just goes to show you how shit those guys are at actually doing anything in the government yeah, you know, and this could be a blessing in disguise because, again, I always think of the moderates and the people in the middle. And, you know, it's just that fringe. It's the Freedom Caucus, the extreme right of the Republican Party. That's an example to the rest of the country that these people are dangerous. So come the next election, you know, maybe people in those jurisdictions or, uh, you know, um, uh, with districts, We'll think about this and go, wow, when half a dozen to 20 or whatever it is, but there's a core of about half a dozen to 10 of them that are really extreme, they can screw up this whole country. Yeah. So we might want to avoid them going forward. You know, I'm just going to pause the emails now because I want to sort of chew on this a little bit with you. It really, I agree with what you said and what it shows us, I think you know, when these guys like Jim Jordan and that idiot, you know, I know you always refer to Trump as asshole 45. From now, I'm going to refer to this woman as moron Bobert because she is a fucking moron. And she, 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 got, she got elected by the narrowest of margins, like by a tiny, tiny margin. And yet she's on there and she's holding. She's one of these five or six that's holding up the government. And by the way, it's not just a ceremonial thing. They can't swear in any new members. They can't get started on, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop until they get this guy elected. And as we said yesterday, this hasn't happened in 100 years. And it's an embarrassment. And, they, and you know what? Even on Fox News, I'm going to play you a clip. Even on Fox News... They can't avoid how fucking embarrassing this is. Here's about a minute of Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity trying to get an, uh, 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 an answer out of this moron. You said complimentary things about President Trump. Needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that, sir, you do not have the votes. It's time to withdraw. Let me turn the tables, Congresswoman. Kevin McCarthy has 202, three votes. Your side has 20 so if I'm going to use your words and your methodology and your math, uh, isn't it time for you to pack it in and your side to pack it in, considering he has over 200 and you have 20? Sean, I understand the frustration, I promise you. But, I'm not um, frustrated. He does you didn't not answer my question. And we are hearing... 
We I'm are not, hearing I'm from many frustrated. people who are still voting with Kevin McCarthy, You're who not are very supportive my question. of what we're doing, and they're cheering us on. So there are more for us than are against us, and they are waiting for Kevin to cave. Okay, but that's hilarious. She said, "There's more for us than against us." No, there's 202 against you, and you only have 20. Is that Bobert? Yeah, man. That's Moron Bobert. Um, you know, the American people are certainly frustrated by. I'm frustrated by you not answering a direct question. You said to President Trump, you you said earlier today that President okay. Trump needs to tell and Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy not you don't votes. have the we votes. We need to come up Hold with a consensus candidate to elect a Can speaker I finish? of the House. You don't have the votes and it's time to withdraw. He has 203. Your side has 20. Why is it time for him to withdraw and not you when he has so many more votes? Well, Sean, he needs 218, and he does not have 218. We've been trying Neither to work this you. out in private, as you said, for months. Anyway, I, I saw that this morning. I thought, you know, that is, in a weird way, a little bit encouraging. I, you know, forget that Hannity is the most evil prick, but the fact that Fox is now taking this side of the Republican Party to task sort of supports what you just said, that... In order for them to continue to exist, they need to get rid of that faction. And Hannity calling her out like that, that to me says at least it's encouraging. The only problem with that is, you know, you got to worry about the specific districts because that district elected her. You know what I mean? So you got to go into those districts and, and, you know, convince those people it's not good for the country to go for this wingnut. As far as Hannity goes, I find it very amusing because one of his best tactics is if he doesn't like what the guest is saying, start talking over them. Yeah. So you can't hear their good points. And she was doing that to him. But, Interesting. By the way, to your point, though, in those districts, they watch this show. They watch yes. Fox News. And, and he could sway them. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They, become, they became those people because of this dogma. Yes. So this might help to take some, excuse me, take some of that away. Yeah. Because I've never seen him do that to anyone in the Republican Party. Like, that's unprecedented. Right. And I don't profess to know the, you know, the total inner workings of how U.S. government uh, works. But all these concessions, apparently, that they're asking for and he's giving even if he becomes speaker, from what I can see and understand, it will be chaos. Yes. Anything they don't like, the whack job fringe can just bring them down like in a day. So what's the point of it all? Yeah, that's what they said last night on the uh, smirk fest that was CNN. That uh, basically, even if he gets the, the votes, they've got him so hamstrung or whatever that anything like they could like they again i don't know the the rules but they went from having it be 50 people that need to say to have him step down to five they wanted to be one anyway let's move on because i know lots of people don't like all the u.s Hi politics this next one is yours from mark Massio conte hi guys yeah, Mark uh, Mazzucati, yes, right here to Humble and Fred. Good day, gentlemen. Since golf season is over, isn't it soon Tinder time for Humble? <laughs> Love the show. All the best in 2023. 
Hundy P. Mark from Kitchener. Thank you for that. I don't know, Howard. You must answer that question, not I. Well, uh, great question, Mark. I actually retired from, uh, I put up some good numbers uh, on Tinder between 2014 and 2016. Not Hall of Fame, but decent. You know, had good regular seasons, made the playoffs. But uh, then I met uh, Rachel, GFR, now ex-GFR. And uh, I never went back on Tinder. And then when Rachel and I split in the spring, it coincided with golf season. And then when golf season ended, which this year has not happened really, I'm still working on my game in the wintertime, I started going, uh, you know, sort of, I wouldn't say we're dating ex-wife Randy, but I started going out every week with Randy. And then, uh, full disclosure, I've gone on a couple of... uh, you know, we've had dinner and breakfast and things uh, with uh, XGFR, and so that's the situation that I'm what? You've finding. Had dinner my, and then breakfast? No, no, not that, not that, 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 that. Well, you said dinner and then breakfast. Well, no, we've had dinners and we've had no. I'm sorry, we've had dinners, we've had lunch. This weekend we're going to have breakfast. I mean, you know, oh, I get it. It's yeah. not dinner. I know. I know what you're. I know what you're trying to pull, Patterson. Uh-huh. Dinner and breakfast. I know what you're all about, my friend. We have a breakfast. Why don't we just finish what we had for dinner? Mm, yeah. So that's what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I retired from uh, Tinder. I uh, never really thought about going back <clears> on it. Even after Rachel and I broke up in the summer, I I just don't have the uh, I don't have the energy for it anymore. Although I, a lot of people my age still, you know, in their late fifties, early sixties, are still on it, and you know that's great. Okay, you don't want to have a heart, uh, you know. <laughs> You don't want to have a heart incident either, like in the in the throes of passion. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> That's right. Honey, go get my defibrillator. It's just upstairs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what, is, what is that apparatus next to the bed? Those are my paddles. Ooh, I like a little spanking. Not for that. Not for that. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. You don't put Hi, those guys. in your butt cheek. <laughs> Uh, This is from Stephanie Collins. Hi, guys. She says, Happy New Year. Like many of your podcast fans, I was an avid listener of your morning show in the CFNY days, but didn't know about your podcast until your episode about Voldemort. That, of course, is the name we've given disgraced broadcaster John Derringer. And that episode happened in the spring of 22. And Stephanie says, I've listened to every episode since. Let me just pause for a second. I'm going to tell you, man, how great is that, that somebody discovered us in the last, you know, six, seven months? Mm-hmm. Somebody, and we, you know, again, I thought about this, you know, wouldn't it have been great if Sirius XM could have tapped into some of those people that would have loved this show? Anyway. <laughs> She says, I have a tip to share with Fred to keep the squirrels off the bird feeders. And she sent a picture of a cone-shaped baffle. And it's quite, uh, it's, and she put a slinky on a pole. It's very uh, enterprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She'd, uh, she says, I hope this note isn't too long already, as I have two questions. First question is, what does Hundy P mean? Do you want to answer that? Well, it's someone like her, obviously, now has listened to every show, a hundred percenter. But she, but she's not a Hundy P. It's Hundy P is somebody that's listened to every episode of our show. All the oh, way back. she's listened ever since Ever then, since right. then, Okay, yeah. oh, So she's oh. a Hundy P in training. Right. In training, if yes. she goes to, right, if she 
if she goes back and listens to the catalog that stretches back over 10 years, then she, yes, yes, okay. So strangely enough, Stephanie, unless you, you know, mm. really love the show, it's hard to get to uh, Honey P status. Yeah, now, yes. And uh, where the name comes from is originally we called people to listen to every show 100 percenters. Mm. And then it's a long story, but I met a friend of my brother's who called everything Hundo, Hundy. He called everything a Hundy, Hundy 30. Mm-hmm. And I just came back and started calling everybody Hundy Peace. Maybe we should have a new category or something to acknowledge those who discover the show and then listen to every episode from the moment they discover forward. Because that's, that's, an ach- that's an achievement. That's an accomplishment. That's a feather in our cap. Absolutely. How about Even, G- like how- a year ago, you discover the show and you love it so much that you've listened to everyone since you. There should be some acknowledgement. I'm H- HPIT. Yeah. A pit, Hundy P in training. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, question number two. Why does Dan, why has Dan been staying at Howard's house for the past little while? Well, that is a great question. Um, Stephanie, uh, Dan Duran, besides being a, an anchorman and a movie actor, is also quite handy. And uh, a friend of his girlfriend's, a friend of his girlfriend's mother, needed some work done in, in an apartment and Dan volunteered, you know, with Romanian origin to uh, do the work. And so uh, he's been staying here in the city where I live so he can be uh, closer to that project. Uh, that answers it right there. Yes. There you go. All right. Hi guys. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. Hundy P in training. Fred, the next one is from Wade Beer. Wade Beer. Hi, guys. Happy New Year. Sorry for the long email. I was listening to the first episode of your new podcast, and I feel like it's going to add to my bucket list. Having listened to your podcast for four years now, I've heard uh, you and Fred mention your desire to go to Newfoundland several times. It is something you both should do. I've gone three times in the last four years and plan to go again this year. Uh, The live music, seafood, people, and scenery are amazing. The best time to go is middle july to catch the peak whale season and the nice temperatures Mm. sounds beautiful okay if you uh, chose to fly to newfoundland you'll want to have the rental car reserved by january or february for the summer wow Wow. and then he recommends a bunch of uh music recommendations yes uh fantastic Uh, if you ever need recommendations on the island feel free to reach out cheers wade very nice Thank you, uh, Wade. I'm going to uh, go away from the uh, email I sent you and go to my text. This is uh, from a buddy of mine, Steve Labry, and he sent me a note after yesterday's show. He says, uh, now this is uh, in reference to you and I trying to, on the air, work out this Buffalo Bills, Kansas City percentage win thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was based on the idea that one of the things they may do in the NFL is just cancel that game against the Bengals. Right. And uh, Bills would have a 16-game season. Steve writes, Thank God you and Fred have the talent to still be in radio because you obviously dropped elementary math early in your high school life. Let me put this into context you can relate to. Say you have birdied 13 of the first 16 holes you played in a round of golf. So you have a certain percentage after 16 holes. doesn't matter what that percentage is. Then you birdied the 17th hole. Now you've birdied 14 of the 17 holes. 
Do you see the similarities in the numbers? Because that's the Bills record versus Kansas City. As a result, your percentage has to go up. See what I'm getting at? Lol. Having said that, it was hilarious hearing you and Fred try and figure out a grade seven math problem. So that's true. I mean, that's a great explanation. If it's in the plus column, it has to go up. If you win, it can't go down. Right. Right. All right. So we're stupid. That's what I told him. Mm-hmm. I said, obviously, this is why we're, we're moronic. <laughs> Although I so I told I said, you know, I said, you're you're I said, number one, happy new year. Number two, you're right. We're morons. And he wrote back, said, yeah, happy new year. And, and nice and funny morons. He called us nice and funny morons. Let me just take the opportunity, and I heard somebody talk about this yesterday. You know, just an hour and a half away, our good friends in Buffalo. You know, I've been to many hockey games there, baseball games, a good friend, you know, John Ellison from Buffalo. And what that little town's been through, you know, they've had the mass shooting in the past year. They've had two ridiculous snowstorms, the last one killing 40 people. Now this, and again, and again, you want to separate health from standings, and we we understand life means more than a game and all that stuff. But you look at them even in this situation, this devastating thing that happened the other night and how through it they may get screwed from having home field advantage through the playoffs. And again, that's way out there. I'm just saying it's just one thing after another for this for this town in the past year or so. And again, anytime I've been to Buffalo, anybody I know from Buffalo, any visits you have there, it's just a pleasant experience, and um, you got to feel for them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about the mass shooting. I mean, it's been a tough year for the, the people of Buffalo, and I can yeah. concur, you know. I went there a couple summers ago with Rachel. We spent, we just went there. To, there's a museum mm-hmm. there that she wanted to see. We had a great time. We hung out, and they're just they're they're very you know what they never have a bad word about us no and you know and they love toronto and they use toronto and so they should just as we use their services and you know and i i don't want our buddy buffalo mike Uh, don't i was gonna say don't forget mike mccluff who took us to who who came up here to take us to a blue jay game yes because he loves toronto so much and he's been such a fan of the show over the years and a great guy and uh you know, and I was, I've been texting back and forth with him over the past few days. And yeah, it sucks. It's like, but you know, they, they just always seem to come through it. And, and you know, pretty little town. Yeah, And you know, and um, people, when I first came here, you know, Buffalo was kind of the, you know, Irv Weinstein and Buffalo was mm-hmm. always on fire. But mm-hmm. it sort of takes away from the fact And I've flown to Buffalo as a pilot. I've flown into their airport several times, Buffalo, Niagara. You know, I've gone there for lunch, you know, and again, I only learned this through Rachel. But, you know, the architecture of Buffalo, the Frank Lloyd mm-hmm. Wright buildings, like it, it's not the shithole that everyone would like to paint it. And certainly when I got here. That was kind of the the vibe. Oh yeah, Buffalo. It's always on fire. Blah blah blah. But I was I, I I will concur with you in terms of what a kind of a raw deal they've had. And yes, it's just football. But football means so much to those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that their team, you know, whether they're 
power rankings have you know mm-hmm. re- receded a bit recently. They're still one of the premier teams in the league. You mm-hmm. know, they got the and there they were the Monday night game, mm-hmm. and they choose the they chose Buffalo because it's a it's an exciting team and Josh Allen is mm-hmm. you know one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback of the last few years. And here's mm-hmm. this situation that's never happened. Mm-hmm. And it happens to them and is going to screw them for an advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, our, you know, what we'll say mm-hmm. our thoughts and prayers to Gord for our friends in Buffalo. Yes, I agree. All right. Totally. Hi guys. Uh, why don't you finish this off uh, with uh, the last one from Tony? Hi guys. Hi, guys. I was messing around with this new AI chatbot called ChatGPT, which was launched by OpenAL, a company that Elon Musk is involved with. You got all that? I think it's OpenAI. Yes, I did. Okay. So what do you know? This thing is goddamn smart. Give it a try yourself. Uh, U.com. Using U.com. Best from Tony. So I've tried it. Yeah, I, my brother David uh, said, "Have you tried ChatGPT?" And I have. I've just sticked around with it. It's pretty interesting. You can ask it anything. It's different because I said to him, well, "What's different about it than Google?" And it it creates. It, I mean, I think it takes a lot of stuff from Google and Wikipedia, but you can actually have conversations with it. Um, and I've sort of I, it, what he's the example he's given isn't the best one because you could just pick that up from Wiki or or Google. But it's interesting. <laughs> And and this is the first time we've mentioned Chat GPT, but it's like anything else. Mm-hmm. Most people listening will not bother with it, but it, it is kind of cool. You know, you can. There's a lot of writing things that are interesting about it, and so the connect uh, the connection here. Humble and Fred are Canadian radio personalities. Is that where he got that? What he did is he asked it a question. Okay, that's why I didn't want to get into it because what he was what that I know the last part it's, about. Yeah, it's not. I didn't want to. It's, it could have been. He, you could do that on Google or on, on right. Wikipedia. Okay. It, it wasn't the best example of what chat GPT does. Well, when it says the duo's popularity has been credited with helping launch the careers of many Canadian comedians, including Russell Peters and Mike Bullard. No, when did that happen? No, I don't know. <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell Peters. I've never been in the same room with him. Have we? No, I have, but you know, that's, it's, I didn't want to get into it because it's not. All right, all right, all right. No, but I'm saying it's not a good example of chat GPT and where he got that. I, you know, I mean, I don't know how we were credited with launching the the careers of Russell Peters, strangely enough, although they forgot Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. although there was a conversation when Russell was on the show with me and Colleen, this is the only thing I could think of is that Colleen and I had Russell on. And Russell reminded me in that conversation on the air that I was the first one to introduce him at a Yuck Yucks. Oh, well, there you go. So, but that's not you and me. Okay. Anyway. I was saying, uh, that's why I asked you, because I don't, I've never been around the guy in the same room with him. So obviously it's connected to you, not me or us. Uh, Finally, this is, uh, I didn't put the music on. Hang on. I don't don't want to read on. Here's the thing. We got a, such a lovely note from our friends, Darlene, the, the sisters, the Baldwin sisters. This came in. It's uh, Darlene and Julia. 
And, and you know what? You want to talk about people that support us, Hundy P's. I'm not sure what their status. Like, they're certainly not a Hundy P in training. Whether they have 100% or status, I don't know. But man, they certainly are Hundy P's in their hearts. Well, I thought, too, you're sort of unattached now. I think you should date them both. Uh, to tell you the truth, I would I think that that would seriously. Nice I don't. Gesture. I don't know if I could handle them both, <laughs> but I would try because they're lovely. Oh. They're attractive. They have great. They have great spirit. Yes, I'll, I'll three way with the Baldwin sisters for sure. Right on. Come on, get my paddles. <laughs> get, get my defibs. Uh, anyway, what they did is, and it's a really detailed, long version of the night. You know, twas the night before Christmas when all through the studio, that whole thing, and they wonderful, you know, just wonderful, and just so kind. T- this took time and thought and effort, and uh, yeah. You know, they have all the elements in there. You, me, Stan, Cliff, Lumby, mm. Bill Brio, Noel Castler. They include the entire cast of the show. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's gift certificates are referenced. Toronto Mike's in there. I know. It's just uh, sweet. Maybe we should put it up on our Facebook or we should have put it up before Christmas. But just, so, you know, if anybody's interested in going through the whole thing, it's... Uh, you know what I'll do? I, when I'm done today, I'll throw it up there. Why not? What, 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 what does it cost? Cost nothing. Zero. Other than to say they're just always so kind. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm not sure what their status is, but they're hundy peas in heart and, and in spirit. And uh, Darlene and Julia... Uh, on behalf of the management and staff of the Humble and Fred Show, we would just like to wish you the happiest of the New Year's. Okay, thanks to everyone. Humble and Fred at uh, humbleandfredradio.com. No, sorry. Yeah, that's our actual email. But humbleandfred.com is where you can find out more about us. In the meantime, let's find out more about this, Frederick. Uh, the retirement Sherpa? Yeah. Uh, Tim is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Tim is on a cruise right now. That's why he uh, didn't visit yesterday. But hey, listen, same situation. If you have a portfolio, you know, it's the new year. You want somebody to have a you know a look at it, give you a second opinion. He's your guy, retirementsherpa.ca. Very, very easy to contact uh, uh, Tim, and he'll give you the straight goods, whether, uh, you know, you need his help or you're on the right track. He's that kind of guy. He'll give you the straight goods. RetirementSherpa.ca. Pretty exciting when, you know, someone like the Sherp's been with us for five or six years, something like that. There's a Hundy P. And then, of course, we have newer sponsors like, uh, have you done Bodog yet? No, not yet. Howard. That's coming up. I can't wait. Mm. And then it's cool when we have sponsors that come back time and time again, like the GoDaddy. Uh, the GoDaddy, of course, is the uh, easiest way to create your website and find your domain and do all of that that you've been thinking of doing because they have all the tools and support you need, including 24-7 phone support. I repeat, you can actually call GoDaddy. Someone will answer. They'll walk you through whatever problems you're having. GoDaddy has all the tools and support you need for your small business. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more and help you get you to help you <laughs> to help get you started. You can do even your website for free. So I'm trying I'm looking at three things at the same time. 
But just know this, no credit cards required, 24-7 support, and this is the place to go to bring your ideas to life. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Um, here's a joke. Actually, I forgot one uh, email. It wasn't an email. It was a it was a text from uh, our very good friend Ian Service. And uh, where is it here? Let me make sure I got the right one. So Ian Service, and it's funny because I had seen this clip somewhere on social media, and uh, he just said, "Hey, have you seen this?" And uh, I, sometimes I like to collect jokes. Because I know you like jokes, like dad jokes and funny just joke jokes. And this is a joke from uh, one of my favorite stand-ups. I know you're not supposed to like him because he's creepy, but here's Louis C.K. talking about a joke he likes. I have a new favorite joke. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's Dan Natterman. Yeah, I know Dan Natterman. So I'm going to quote one of his jokes. Okay. So he says that uh, he's talking about um, sex ed in school. He says, my teacher gave us sex education. Um, he brought in a, a banana and he said, children, I'm going to teach you how to put on a condom. And I brought this banana because I can't get a heart on an empty stomach. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joke, eh? Because he brings in, do you see what he did there? He brought in the banana. (laughs) Because he can't get a boner. Unless he's anyway. I just thought you'd like that. Um, Clever. Clever. Yeah, speaking of clever. Yeah, man. Hey, before we... uh, I guess we could talk to Mike a little bit and then uh, talk a little bit about Bodog. Toronto Mike's here. First appearance of the uh, new year. Happy New Year, Michael. Have you played the other Bodog thing? No, I haven't. Should I do that now? Yes. I'll okay. that before Mike. Okay, before Mike. And Mike, uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard, but could you take off that entire Palma Pastor rant? From the show earlier Yeah, absolutely You're a good man, I appreciate it Because you know why, I, w- I would do it, but I know I would forget it You being the uh, professional that you are I know that you won't forget it Consider it done I got a lot of things on my mind right now My heart's skipping a beat every three or four beats So, you know, I got shit to think about Cursing during your commute again <laughs> Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. All right. We continue Happy now. New Year, Humble and Fred. Happy New Year, Michael. Michael, Michael. I saw Mike before the uh, holidays had dropped off the doll's bark. I got a ride in the Tesla. That's my first ever ride in a Tesla. Yeah, it took him around the block in the T3. It's unbelievable, man. It was scary because on a residential street with all the anyway, Howard would take it from zero to like. I, I you know what? I calmed down. You're, we, we went we went on a little zippity doodle in that thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it was like no wonder you have a heart condition. I, uh, I have one. <laughs> I know, man. I don't know what's going on. Hey, exciting news I think you guys will love. This is uh, fresh news. You guys, Humble and Fred, are currently the number one comedy podcast in Bermuda right now. Number that one. is good news. Well, that's our target. We Do, want you know to anybody? <laughs> Do you know anyone that went to Bermuda? I don't. 
But that's our target right there, man. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you're doing well in uh, Canada and USA as well. We are in the top uh, 10, by the way. I'm saying this to now. This is now my new tagline. This podcast is in the top 10 of Canadian podcasts in the comedy category easily. Yeah, yeah. We're always in the top 200, but we're competing, we're competing against Colbert and Smartless. But as far mm-hmm. as Canadian produced podcasts, we're definitely in the top five or 10. Listen, so suck it. I would break it down further. I actually do this for my show. But if you look at Canadian independent podcasts, you're number one. We're number one. Thank you. <clears throat> I agree with you. <clears throat> Like, there's no, like, a multi-million dollar conglomerate behind the Humble and Fred show. It's just us, right? Like, like let's bang home say that, that Say that again. I like that. We're the number one what? Canadian what? Independent Canadian who? independent comedy podcast. So nice. you're Canadian, you're independent, you're comedy. There's, there's nothing bigger than Humble and Fred. And I'm just reminding the Hundy P's, and I'm going to tell you in a minute, I have an idea for that term, Hundy P. But this is just us. We're... You know, putting every piece of this together, we get help from people like Ian Service and, of course, Dan Duran, et cetera. But we're doing this. Yeah. There's no team. Like, there's no cable company behind us or media no CBC or CBC, right? With Bullshit. Funded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, good come on. points. Come on. Mm-hmm. Baby, come on. I love those points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point. I'm putting the uh, Baldwin sisters night before Christmas, Humble and Fred version up right now. I can't believe we didn't get like either yourself, Howard, who might have the best voice in the history of radio or Dan Duran to voice that. Like we should be they spend so much time on that. We should be hearing it right now. Well, Well, there's always next year, Mike. Well, (laughs) I'm putting it up right now. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, Humble and Fred Radio. Not now. Okay, just put it up, please. Um, So you heard us talking about somebody that's just listened to us starting last spring, but has heard every episode, hence. Uh, So uh, for the people that started in 2011, October, those are Hundy P's. Right, that's like me. 100 percenters. I think we need to redefine it because it's evolved as time went on because that was the original meaning of Hundy P. You've heard every Humble and Fred episode. But we've actually, for a variety of reasons we can talk about offline, We've made it pretty impossible for somebody to become a Hundy P. Like this person who discovered you in the summer, they really can't become one. And I feel it's unfair. I think the new definition of Hundy P is since they discovered you, they don't miss an episode. Oh, I see. Yeah, I like that. So no matter when you started, even if it was last week and you've heard every episode for the last seven days, Mm -hmm. you're now a Hundy P. Right. Let's make it fair, because if you put a gun to someone's head and said, become a Hundy P uh, by the end of the year, I actually right now, as we speak, I don't believe it's technically Mm -hmm. possible. Am I mistaken or is that not what I said 10 minutes ago? What did you say? I said anybody going forward, once you discover the show and have heard every episode, you should have a special designation. Well, yes. And that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But but. Doesn't that take if you've only if you can't I don't think you can be a Hundy P. I'm just going to contradict myself now. How can you be a Hundy P if you've listened to five episodes? You're not because you only discovered the show five no. episodes ago. No, so you're a Hundy P until you miss an episode. It's very controversial. What we I like it because it lets somebody learn about the show today. No, and no. they can be a Hundy. You can be a Hundy P in training or hepatitis. A hippet, and then at certain at a certain episode number, you become a hundy P. I think. Yeah, I, I think Mike at says that because we've had to take stuff off the catalog yes. off the server. So he's right. But he, he, 
But even those who claim to be Hundy Peas, like from, you know, 2011 to 14, when it was a novel thing, do you really think there's anybody from 2011 to 2023 now really listen, has heard Listen, listen, fella, I, I'm I not a, I've been, do, uh, I've, I've done every show and I'm not a Hundy P. No, uh, exactly. Listen, but I, I think as a fun little bit, because we love bits, bits <laughs> why don't we make it that once you reach episode, once you reach the hundred episode or t- a number, you have to put mm-hmm. up a number and then we'll, here's what we'll do. How do we verify it? Howard? Wait for that. We'll create a certificate. We'll create a certificate right, right. Yeah. of uh, just like the old Humble and Fred stock that gives you Hundy P status. Right. Yes. Okay. Who's going to. It's easy. You go online. It's I've already easy. taken it's the done. note, Fred. That and the Palma Pasta rant. I yeah. have many things. Uh, listen, I created a certificate for any number of things. It's pretty easy. And, and uh, then the, we distribute them online. Then we just right, send yeah, them out. <laughs> and, and okay, so here's how we, we would basically what we would do is create a. I don't know. Now it's more work. If you <laughs> here, we just want to encourage you to listen to at least a hundred episodes before you can get the hundred P status. Fred Ball, Fred Ball just checked in. He claims he is a hundred P. He's heard every episode yeah. since. I believe one. it, man. I believe it too. Yeah. There are they are out there. I'm out there. They're out there, but. I do want to add a new ranking, and this is an idea I just saw from um, who want to give credit Chris on your Facebook page. But you do you have a new definition for Hundy P, but you need to recognize the Fred Balls and myself, the people who have heard every episode since right. episode. One. I was in the room for episode one. You need to recognize those people with a new status. It would be something like uh, mm. OG Hundy P. Yeah, I see that. Thomas Shitka just put that in there as an old, he, uh, an, because he he's saying. Uh, actually, Lisa Ann Frizzoni has also said, I have heard every episode except the best of. Uh, Thomas Shitka says, as an OG Hundy P, I agree. So maybe that's it. We, we, so if, if you're in the Hundy P Hall of Fame or an OG Hundy P, that's different than somebody that gets to 100 episodes. You right. get a certificate. For those OGs, we, we make a special certificate. Right. <laughs> we, right. Now we're doing a lot of certificate making. Mm-hmm. Let's do, okay. We're gonna run with it. This is our 2023 marketing plan. Exactly. That's all we have. <laughs> and again, I, I, uh, I again we there's the whole verification process. How does someone prove that they've? Oh, I give them 20 questions and they have to answer. It right <laughs> I was thinking See, that. it just gets deeper and was, deeper. It's right? so funny, Mike. You said, I, I was thinking to say that a couple of minutes ago. Like can we come up with a skill skill question question skill skill testing questions. Who was lady friend? What does this mean? Right. You know. Hey. But why in the Humble and Fred tradition, why do we just not do any of it? <laughs> That's right. That's oh. how it will be in the tradition of us. We'll just say fuck it and forget about it next week. Hey, can I correct you on something I heard earlier? Yes, please. Uh, Thank you God. spoke of the great uh, Joanne Woodward as if she had passed away like Paul. Newman. Yeah, right. I'm here to yeah. point out that Joanne Woodward is still alive at the age of 92. Well, how about this? No, that was a question. That was me. I, raised the dead, I said, yeah. is she still alive? No, or is she, she's dead, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, I know. I, how about I, this? I, the I, last time anyone had a Joanne Woodward discussion is just now. <laughs> no, I know. Fuck. <laughs> but she had the fuck hut. It was fuck her hut. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Imagine so, that. Yeah, well, you were the Nut Hut shit show, and they have mm-hmm. that could be one of the questions we ask a uh, Hundy P. You know, yeah, like like who said that was the uh, part of town where shit goes down on Thirtieth Street? Like, uh, you, Adam Grove. Yeah, I know that, but I meant for the Hundy P. I'm, I'm no, I'm just trying to think if I could. Well, he couldn't have come up with it. Oh, Fred, yeah. would you have known that? No, probably not. Oh, 
Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say now. I, maybe if you would have pressed me, I would have thought, oh, yeah, it wasn't that. I don't know. Maybe is that what happens? You go into Why are you the, bugging me? Do you go into the fuck hut yourself and press, your, <laughs> press yourself? Hey, Fred, here's Fred goes one. into the fuck hut alone. That's right. That's what I do. I go to the fuck hey, hut alone. That's are you? <laughs> I, said that, I said that a couple weeks ago. I goes, when I start taking the computer upstairs, Dan, Stan says, oh, I guess it's time for the fuck hut. Um, <laughs> hey, who said, Fred... Let's see if we can stump each other. Who said, are you guys on the Facebooks and the Twitters? Oh, that was Chris Pandoff. There you go. President of pres- Chorus. President of Chorus Radio at the time. Yes. Uh, the, guy that the, hi- first time the guy that hired me in Peterborough. Great move. Because you were programmed. But rolled into town one day and questioned me why a certain song was on the wolf. Mm. And it was like, oh, I don't know. It's the strokes. I fucking, I don't know. I, okay, let's not okay. get bogged down. I'm sorry. In Peterborough okay. story. Let's not get bogged down. But yeah. uh, what about, okay, uh, who said, uh, who called it the Nuthut shit show? Mm, that's a good one. I don't uh, know. I couldn't answer that. Shit show. Oh, okay. Then I can't either. Mm. Well, we can only ask questions we know the answer Well, to. no, but that's, those are sort of Hundy P references. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the original producer? I wonder if anyone listening. I know this one. Uh, well, of course you do. <laughs> Who was the original producer of our pro- this of this show on the podcast? <laughs> and we had he was the first one we ever John had to fire. <laughs> first one we ever had to fire. Oh, right. Yeah. What's his head? Jason Kinder. Jason Kinder. That's right. He's the one that spent four hundred dollars on two uh, fucking little figurines that look nothing <laughs> like us. Well, they look like me and you and you with palsy. Mm-hmm. Oh, bobbleheads, right? Bobbleheads, the style of things, yes. Who on the show embarrassed themselves by asking Lee Aaron if she was popular on the West Coast? <laughs> Coast. <laughs> Which made a recent best of, by the way. We uh, oh, did it? Okay. On who on the show? No. Who on the show no. made Oswald's uh, widow cry? <laughs> I was there for that, too. Oh, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> by asking her uh, apparently questions about her dead husband, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Who on the show thought we were live when, in fact, we were just recording and one of the most famous people that's ever been on this program? Oh, also yeah. Also a recent best of. I know. Frank Sinatra Jr. Frank Sinatra Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a good question to talk about, like, like guests who have passed away since they came on Humble and Friends. Oh, that's another one. Who would oh, yeah. be? There's, a, there's actually well, several. Him. I mean, Andrew Crystal. Yes. yes, Frank Sinatra Jr. Andrew Crystal. The Wing Walker haunts me. Like we had this Wing Walker on because uh, best friend Dave was doing that air show thing, and the Wing Walker came on to promote that. And then she, like, doing her job, cra- the plane crashed, and she was yeah. wing walking, and she died. I'm looking at Facebook. These people are going pretty deep. This is a great one from Mike Primo. Anyone who remembers Steve Martell. Should be a Hundy P. Yeah. Should be an OG oh, Hundy P. Right. Remember that? Yeah, that's an OG yes. Hundy P. That's an OG right there because that was a client we had for you people that are new Hundy P's or Hundy P's in training. And shout out to Cambridge Life Solutions. Wait, wait a second, though. But that was one where he was a, I think Steve Martell was a real estate guy. And every time we did the live read, one of us would yell Steve Martell and then everyone in the room would yell Steve Martell as well. Right. Oh, Yes, and there's that guy who didn't pay you the uh, ticket. The ticket guy. The oh t- yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, parking. What did we call him after parking lot tickets? And you had a, a slogan. We had for a that sl- guy we too. had a slur for him. It was uh, what was that? The name of his company, parking ticket guy. 
Yeah, parking ticket years, guy, we called call him. him yeah, he stiffed us. And Not many people have stiffed us over the years. As a matter of that, Steve Martell paid all his bills, too. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we call him? Oh, yeah, we, and Lisa Ann said, uh, it references the death chair, Thomas Shidka, finger in, oh, that's right. So it was the parking lot guy, and we called him fingerinthebum.com. <laughs> Now, just to point out, though, Mm. the death chair was a radio thing. Oh, that was a radio thing, too. But we brought it to uh, our podcast. But Thomas Shidka, that's right, fingerinthebum.com is what we ended up referring to the parking lot guy, the parking ticket guy, because he wouldn't pay us. Um, Here's a one. uh, Thomas Shidka also says, what's the call sign for Humble's plane? That's too deep. I mean, it's it's something I've referenced on the show, but it's way too deep. It was G-Sin. Okay. Yeah, he's paying um, attention. Yeah, a man. Lot of the old sponsors, a lot of the things you would do because you were all in the same room back then, is it would be just mainly Phil, but somebody just kind of yelling it out. Like, yeah. uh, is it Fit for Life? Fit for like Life a, was one. Like it was just yell it out. Like that was sort of a thing. Like Fit for Life or whatever. Like, right. Just, you know, it was just a thing we used to. Guys.com. We used to fucking yell. Um, here, I'm trying to think of another Hunty B question. Who was? What was the name of the uh, the pizza pizza? guy that we had on the show oh, i know my led answer is it for Fred? <sighs> do you remember those yeah i know yeah it's like he used to say his name on the radio <laughs> a million times a day oh yeah right pat pat finelli pat finelli yeah here's a question uh for mike who was the guy to ripped who ripped off mike's domain name oh. what was that yeah, uh, and you he gives you phones. You love him because he gives you hardware. Like he he reached your heart by giving you like 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 tech. This guy Corey. Corey oh something. yeah 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 yeah. No, what the Corey guy? I had. I mean, I'll tell you real briefly is that I was at this GM. Like GM was sending me on a trip, and I was there with Monica actually, and it was really cool. It was really fun. It was to promote one of their cars, and I'm sitting there, and this guy Corey, whose last name will come to me in a minute. Uh, Don't Corey, say it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who like, I know you're talking about. <laughs> He's still around, that guy. Every time I see, I know his last name now, I'll tell you after. But anyway, in a nutshell, I said, yeah, I, I have torontomike.com, and I have this idea for torontomommy.com. I had this idea, right. and I kind of named out the plan. I said, and I named, mm. then he picks up his smartphone while I tell him my plan, and he goes, he presses a couple of buttons, and he goes, I just bought torontomommy.com. Yeah. Like, digest that for a minute, okay? We're at this breakfast or whatever, and I'm sharing an idea I have just with guys I think I'm friendly with, and he goes and buys a domain, and now he owns it, and I'm, you know, that, that idea is his now. Yeah. Well, listen, that's, you know, that's the example of a prick. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking asshole. No, and so you know what? I'll tell you what. You, well, you have the last laugh, because I don't think he's doing all that well. Yes. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, I got a piece. So let's get out of here. Uh, so, uh, Freddie, we got to talk now. Uh, will there? So there's no Thursday night game tonight, is there? No. Everyone's no. playing on the weekends. Still haven't really, and I mentioned this too, Mikey, maybe you've heard. Uh, okay, we've gone through the percentage thing with the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Are the Bills for sure going to play this weekend? Anyone know? I don't know for sure, but I think they pretty much have to. It's only Thursday. By Sunday, they'll probably have a good read on DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Um, at some point, they have to, and I would think Sunday. That would royally screw things if they didn't. Well, then they'd just be giving up any chance at uh, that seat. And then, uh, can't, actually, Kansas City plays Denver on Saturday. 
Is that? Yeah, it's a Saturday game. Saturday game. So we'll know by Sunday if it has any meaning at all. If Kansas City wins, does it have any significance for Buffalo to win? No. Not not under, not if they don't play that 17th game. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just a quick sport note. If you're, you know, a golf fan, I know that some of you are. Uh, the very first episode of uh, Swing Thoughts 2023 that'll be released Friday or Saturday. I recorded it yesterday, coinciding with the very first. Uh, well, it's not the first episode, uh, first uh, tournament of the season, but it is the first tournament of this calendar year. The uh, PGA Tour back underway today, starting in Hawaii. And uh, also today, another episode of Aging with Energy, the Old Guys Travel Show will be released. And before Fred talks, Bodog, Mike, do you know what episode we're releasing? Absolutely. Uh, since we last spoke, which was late December, there's been two episodes dropped. Last week, we dropped we dropped one on travel insurance being a must. You guys kind of talked about the need for travel insurance. Today, we dropped a new episode. I uh, hope I say it right. Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen. It's a fascinating place both Freddie and I have been to. That's Old Guys Travel Show, Aging with Energy, brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa and the Chamber Plan. And Frederick... Yeah, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one uh, source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. You want to play tonight, people? Uh, the Seattle Kraken are in Toronto. Uh, minus 210 on the Leafs there. Although they were the heavy favorite against St. Louis the other night, too. And St. Louis won that game in a shootout, I believe. So Leafs and Kraken tonight. Bodog is where to play it. Mikey, any uh, highlights for our Hundy uh, Peas, Hundy P wannabes, and Hundy Peas in training for next week? Tuesday's guest, actually, Howard, this was from your friend Frazier, I think, introduced you to this person, Janet Osborne. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Explain to Freddie. Sorry, didn't mean to talk over you. No, no, I was saying explain to Freddie why it's going to be so fascinating. I thought it would be better if you did, since you had that lengthy conversation with her about, uh, I thought it would be better if you give us a taste of what we should be excited about here. I would, if I can remember. Um, Yeah, she's a friend of my buddies, and uh, she, I think her husband was diagnosed with uh, like final stage cancer and through nutrition and through some alternate um, methods, which she will explain in some detail. uh, She is going to tell us the story of bringing him back from the brink of death. Right. Yeah. He had throat cancer. And uh, even though he had never smoked and he has a healthy lifestyle. So it's interesting there. And then she's been, she's a nutritionist who's been at Seneca college teaching about nutrition for the past nine years. So I think it'll be an interesting conversation, you know, especially at the beginning of the year when people start thinking about maybe making some nutritional uh, changes, Freddie. But uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Inspiring. Right. Speaking of inspiring, uh, you know, all the sports talk of the bills and everything, the man to set you straight. Hebsey's going to come on the show Wednesday and tell you everything you need to know about what's going on in sports here. Nice. So. Hebsey man. Hebsey seems uh, really happy these days. I follow him on social media. He's got himself a nice gal, and he just seems very at uh, at ease with himself. 
Absolutely. You know, he had to change things in his life a couple of years ago to find happiness, and he's reaping the benefits now. He's doing really well. I'm happy for him. And then, uh, so that's next week, and uh, and then that's just you again. All right. All right, everyone. Freddie, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, You too. Uh, Both of you fellows, enjoy yourselves and those around you. I know that's difficult, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's a challenge for all of us. All right, folks. Uh, Everyone, uh, have a great uh, Humble and Fred weekend. And uh, we will be back. Hopefully Dan uh, sticks around uh, sometime next week. We can get back to Dan Duran's news in the meantime. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. With GoDaddy, you can find your domain, easily create your website, and start selling online. GoDaddy has all the tools and support you need for your small business. Visit godaddy.ca to learn more. We read all our emails, Humble and Fred, at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Liking and subscribing helps keep the show going. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, keep your windshield washer fluid full and your socks dry. Enjoy every goddamn day. Habitations in the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that?